on this computer. All right. All right, everyone. And we are here with Connor Domershik, uh, a longtime member of this league and our first ever two-time Fantasies from the Bedroom podcast guest, right? A guest in a team interview last year, but he's flying solo this year. Connor, how are we doing? Wow. Uh, hello, Jake. I'm honored. Uh, I'm good. I'm roaming the streets of Greenpoint. Happy to be here. Happy to be involved. Um, excited to be back on the podcast. It's getting a, a lot a lot of hits these days, I think. Thank you. Yeah, for, for those who don't know also, so Connor's getting me back a little. Last week, we were scheduled to uh, run this, and we had a nice little schedule on Tuesday night, and then I had to bail because I was working too late. This week, Connor and I agree, Wednesday. Today, we're both, like, slowly pushing back the time, like 9.30, 9.45, 10. Maybe 10, maybe 10.15. He shows up 10 minutes late, and he's walking in the streets. We're doing this with a handheld iPhone in his hand. So I appreciate the dedication, but a little bit of evening in the playing field and kind of a fuck you to me because he was at a work dinner that ran long, and he didn't even let that stop him. Walking the streets of New York can't even stop him from coming on fantasies from the bedroom. So, look, maybe you care more about the pod than I do, Connor. That could be the issue here. Honestly, I, I might. I mean, I think last week when we were supposed to do it, I will be honest, I hadn't listened to any of the episodes. So I was like scrambling, listening to all of them being like, oh, I got to reference this. I got to reference that. And then you canceled on me. So I was a little hurt, but, you know. Well, I appreciate okay. that level of care because you probably became the, uh, those were probably the fifth and sixth listens of the season. So I appreciate it. So maybe I need to get everyone <laughs> down here as a guest. Get, get everyone actually start listening to these things it's right i got i got everyone at my dinner table to uh to look us up and i'm gonna send them the link so maybe we'll get a little more coverage this time amazing amazing it is one of those things where when i started it i was like oh fantasy's from the bedroom that's a clever name i can never tell if that's like a deal breaker then to like ever want to share it <laughs> elsewhere it's funny I told, they're like oh what's the podcast name i was like uh fantasy's from the bedroom and like I kind of paused expecting some sort of reaction. I was like, oh, you, you, you get it, right? They're like, yeah, we get it. Like, okay. I was like, all right, well, I thought I'd get a little more. All right, that's a, a good barometer. More that's a good barometer. Like, yeah. It's like fantasy <laughs> like, football. Right, anything, I record like, it from my bedroom. It's a play on words. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, I think it's great. So I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. And look, Connor, maybe it was the fantasy football gods at work here, but who cares about whatever the week four performance recap would have been for Tampa real estate? Because instead you get to come on here, uh, a Titan of Titans, not only putting up a near league record, 181.86, which we'll get back to, but of course it pairing with Morningwood had only scoring stamina Mitchell is scoring 80.44, which that hundred point victory, I have to imagine is the largest margin of victory in our league's history. So how does it feel? I mean, it's great. I, I wish our team scored another full point so we could have beat whoever scored the 182, but, you know, we'll take it. We'll still take the 101-point victory. I think Statman and Mitch should slightly be embarrassed, but, you know, that's something they can discuss on their own. I think they're, they're figuring it out in their back office or whatever they're doing over there. But – I think it's good that you always praise their team for scoring the most points and we absolutely just obliterated them. So that was lovely. Yeah. They've, they've had a good year this year, but it, it's also been historically, they've classically been the team that's been like six and seven um, with like the third most points scored, but the first most points against. So it is, oh, it's it, always, this, it's this like, feels, it's like without, it, with, yeah, it, it feels right. So, 
take me through, Connor. I, I always like thinking about this. Was there a point? Was there a specific point on Sunday where you were like, holy shit, we're not just having a good week? Like, like, oh, like, if, like everyone, everybody is. And what was there a moment? Like, I don't know if you were checking I mean, around. Was there a moment where it clicked? I mean, look, when, when you're, I think I was, so I was actually playing golf on Sunday. So I wasn't really shocking, around my listeners, phone. shocking. <laughs> I wasn't really around my phone that much, but it's nice when you look at your phone and just see like the fantasy Yahoo notifications, yeah. like touchdown, 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 touchdown. Big play, big play. Yeah. I was like, something's cooking here. Like, what are, what are we working with? Um, and obviously, I, we had – I mean, we were up by – I don't even remember what it was before even Josh Allen stepped on foot to the field. So I, I was like, this is just going to be an absolute massacre. Like, maybe we should just bench Josh Allen just to give him a little rest. But, you know, obviously we don't need to do that. Um, I love it. I mean, the performance, the performance the boys put up was absolutely amazing. Um, I, I just, I like the system that we're running this year. I think it's a good change of pace. I think the league is at an all time high with you no know, defense and our kickers. So, you know, I, I think the state of the league is great. I think my team is great. I'm excited about them. You know, they're working hard, they're hustling, they're running their sprints in the mornings and they're doing the workout. So the production's there. Can't really complain about much. I love to hear that. And I want to get into the league in a second. I got to ask though, a uh, question that I did not prepare you for. I just looked back at your team, Connor, and you two yeah. have not played Kareem Hunt once. Now, are you taking a stance on his character here? Is this a, you got to get right to get in the I, lineup or what's going on here? Because I, all the dude has done is put up double digits four or five weeks. I know. I know. I mean, look, I think our team has such depth that it's becoming hard to start someone. And, and I just know the second we start Kareem Hunt over, I don't know, Patterson or even James Robinson. No, we didn't say James Robinson, but let's call it Patterson. Then Patterson's going to pump his 40 points like he does every other week. So, I mean, I mean, I like our depth. I love Kareem Hunt. Uh, I would say he's probably on the market for trading if anyone wants to trade for him you heard it here first um but you know it's tough our our team has so much depth that we just don't know who to start um i think he'll probably slot in this week though i think the they're they're gonna run a good offensive scheme and i mean he gets it's 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 always tough when the guys are running a committee back and i mean like you said he just keeps putting up double digit points every week but it's like every week i'm like okay maybe it's not this week maybe it's not this week and and it's hard to put – I think it's easier to put a cap on a guy who's running a committee back than like a Cordero Patterson who can potentially catch seven passes, rush 12 times, and have that much of a higher ceiling. So that's why it's harder for us to put in Hunt when we know Chubb is just get, getting as many looks, and it could potentially be any other game where one player does better than the other. But this season, it just hasn't worked that way, if that makes yeah. sense. Now, there was an opportunity, Connor, to just say, yeah, we don't support uh, beating women, so we keep him on the bench. Instead, you said, I quote, love Kareem Hunt, and then gave me I a do. very good, a very good, honestly, technical fantasy explanation of why you're not playing him. So I do appreciate that you took, you took the long route there. Uh, I will say that a Kareem Hunt plus one of your wide receivers package, like a Cooper or Godwin, is a nice offer to another team where you could give a little two for one 
and get like a wide receiver or running back upgrade for those two. I'm just saying, I'm not here to ship your own trades. It's not what we use this pod for, but it is it is kind of a nice offer. And Jake, what are you getting at? You want to dish something out here? Think about it. Honestly, Connor, <laughs> instead, what I'm thinking is you just gave me a segment every week, which is I'm going to create a potential trade for two teams and put it on the pod and see what they think, see if I can make a match. Uh, I actually That's made fair. a trade. People don't know. We're sly, but uh, me and Akko just made a one-for-one trade with Jason and Brian. They're giving There's us tree Eli Mitchell. Leaf. Eli Mitchell, uh, the running right. back for the Niners, because we have Sermon. And we're giving them Latavius Murray, the running back for the Ravens. I think the main yep. driver is Mitchell's on bye. And with Jason and Brian's injuries, they like can't start a lineup. They need to week. slot someone in. They need to slot someone in right now. Yeah. So just saying, trades are, trades are going. Could, could, it's surprising. I, I feel like our league, I mean, it's tough trading in a league where you've had friends for like eight to 10 to 20 years. Like we, we don't it's like everyone's like, no, I'm going to get ripped off. You know, I don't do exactly. this first. I don't do that. But, like, obviously, I think we want more trades. I like seeing the trades. And I think yeah. that one's, you know, a pretty good trade. Like, it makes sense on both parties. Like, yeah. Are you gonna, are you guys going to slot in Eli Mitchell after this week, you think? After the bye, yeah. I think he'll, yeah. To. We're, we're going to have to. Yeah, especially if Ridley stays hurt. The, our, our lineup's right. a little weak, yeah. Because we, we had the Mike Davis debacle, and he's a nightmare. So it's just been a tough – it's been a tough year for the boys. Injuries, bad picks. Um, yeah, I mean, Ridley's injury has been helping our squad, I think. That's true. Yeah, you're, you having Patterson. We had Mike Davis and Calvin Ridley, and all they fucking do is throw the ball to Cordero Patterson, the old Vikings kick returner. Somehow, <laughs> and you're getting all the fantasy points. So, isn't uh, no, that just pretty funny? Uh, so, I got to ask you, it just came up. You mentioned you like the state of the league with the new roster spot. Now, what a lot of people are just realizing right now this week is so most people have a third QB on their roster because it's a two QB league. And then they the only have three bench spots after that. And I don't think a lot of people realize that I limited the bench spots to only four. And I did that to keep the waivers fresh, right? Have meaningful right. players on waivers because it and keep trades to the point active. Because the problem in prior years was you had super teams, right? That amazing rosters and then too much depth. And they were like, why would I ever make a trade? But you're going to have multiple teams now who, like, can't feel the lineup. How do you feel about that, right? If you get the wrong bye week combo or a couple injuries in a bye, you can't feel the team potentially. Do you like that, that that's a theoretical risk and forces you to make tough decisions? Or do you think that's, that's too much? I personally love it. Well, I have to say, <laughs> when we were drafting, I think Pod and I didn't realize until maybe, like, probably the 10th or 12th round that kickers and defenses were out we, we were like oh <laughs> we were i was like all right we're gonna draft young kusu in the 14th round because he's the best kicker and pot's like love it like this will be perfect he'll bounce off the team perfectly and i'm we're like searching online like what's going on why are kickers not here so i mean i think you know it doesn't really matter but we had no idea i mean i knew but i forgot i think that it actually what you were saying I like that there's not a lot of depth in the roster spots because it forces you to really potentially drop and or get rid of a player that you may not want to. And then your waiver money becomes that much more important. And I think that for us instance, like we didn't have a third QB in our lineup for this week and Winston's on by, he's been pretty good for us. Like we're, he's not a guy that we're going to drop, 
and you only have three or four bench spots. So you really got to figure out who you're dropping. I, I think we ended up getting lucky because the guy who we dropped was COVID or injured or whatever. So it didn't really affect us that much, but teams are going to have issues, especially if you have three or four guys on one team, like some people may just take a loss. I think that's what I would do. I wouldn't want to drop a guy, take the loss for the week or like, you know, have a guy in your lineup that has a bye week. You just kind of have to roll with it. I think yeah, whoever so, posted in the group meet today, they got like, well, like seven guys on bye week. Like you're not going to drop everyone. Yeah. So the team that did what you're talking about, Connor, is Robbie and Justin. They did the three Vikings move, which, okay, that's one thing. They happened to then also draft five other players who are also on by the same week as the three Vikings guys. Their, their week six starting lineup, eight of the nine of them are on by in week seven. So, but, but it could also be but Robbie's logic was you take the L that one week and now you right. have your stellar lineup every other week. Exactly. That's what, you know, there's strategy behind it, but I think there's strategy behind the, the other way as well. You know, you potentially may need your waiver money that much more in the later weeks, depending on where your, your buy situation falls. So it'll be very interesting. And just so you know, Connor, I just looked at your team. I think you're going to be able to swing it, but you have a pretty ser- serious week seven bye too. You have Josh Allen, Austin Eckler, James Robinson, Dalton Schultz, and Austin Cooper. Austin Cooper. I was going to say Austin Cooper. Amari. So you have five guys yeah. on bye. So you're gonna you're gonna have to scramble real tight to get a full starting lineup. It'll be so you're about to feel it. You're literally about to live what we're talking about right now. So exactly one week away. I- it's part of it. And I think it's part of the learning curve of the new system. Um, yeah. I think what will end up happening is we'll maybe vote next year on an extra spot, but I kind of like it. I think it, like, it comes to the territory of getting rid of the defensive kickers. You know, there should be, it shouldn't be simple. It, it shouldn't be, Oh, Agreed. you just bench the guys, you know, it, you, you got to have a little twist in this. And I think yeah. that's where, you know, I like the, the waiver money situation and that becomes that much more important as the season progresses. I like that a lot. Um, I, I like that you're liking that, and I, I think it's fun, and I think it create other than just plug and play all star lineups every week, and just hope how that guys go. There's real thought to your roster breakdown. You got to think two weeks ahead. Is it worth it to have this guy now? I think it's great. I will tell you, with our new league, it has been funny adjusting. I mentioned it on the pod a couple of times to the point totals, and being yeah. like, is is 140 a good week anymore, or is that like a fine week? Yeah, I- I remember last year, it was like, okay, let's break 100 this week, and, and maybe we'll pull off a win. It's like now guys are putting up like 150 and losing. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you, put up, you put up 181 and did not put up the most points in the league. Right, yeah. We, we would have lost to a team. <laughs> like that, yeah. That's absurd. And we put up I – think, I think Evan and I did the math. We put up, to your point, just to close it out, we put up 157, right? And would have lost to four other teams in the league. Four, including the guy we played, but then four other teams. So we're just in kind of a new paradigm here. And I think we all just got to get used to it. And I, I think that it's created more fun for the league going forward because I think now there's going to be years of adjusting new drive. You had Statman and Mitch go with two quarterbacks first two rounds. You had Robbie and Justin didn't take a quarterback till like the eighth. I don't know who's right. I don't know. I think it's yet to be seen. I think there's a lot of strategies that you could go with. Um, I like that we decided on not doing QBs for kick for keepers. I'm interested to see if we, you know, continue doing that. I think we should, probably should, but that's obviously up to the state of the league. 
Um, but I, I love it. I think it's fun seeing this many more points. You don't have to worry about streaming defenses. You don't have to, but it is, I mean, I guess I like the kickers to an extent, but defenses I think are stupid. Um, but, you know, I, I think where we're at right now is it's pretty fun watching all of these high point totals for, for our league right now. And you know what it's manifested in Connor, which is my favorite thing as a commissioner, a member of the league in first place, you have a three and two team. In fifth place, oh, our, our league is crazy right now. You have a three and two team, and in tenth place, you have a two and three team. It is one, it's half a game, it's one game back. It's the one guy in game first back. place could, could go to ninth place next week. Seriously, they could go to ninth place if, if the ninth place team had a crazy week like yours and they put up only 80, they could fall to ninth place. It's unbelievable. Our whole league could be like three and three at the end of next week. <laughs> I know it, it'd be really, really fun. I actually haven't looked through that. No, there's too many. It would have been way more fun. It's actually annoying. Now that you look at it, it's almost all two and three versus two and three and three and two versus three. It would have been so much more fun if it was four, two, you know, five and five, two and three versus three and two. But, you know, I think to me, and granted, it's still early at only two and three or whatever, or after only five weeks. But when you have that type of parity, that means something's going right in the league. You have no runaways. You have no terrible teams. It's really anybody's league. Isn't that all we're looking for here? Yeah, we, I don't want to see the 5-0 and o team where you go to the matchup with them and you're like, shit, no, it's just a loss. And same thing on the other end. Like, everyone's – I mean, obviously it's pretty early, but everyone's battling for the top six seeds right now, which is great. We like that. Yeah, and I still like that our league does six out of ten make the playoffs, even though that's only six. I, I think it's more fun than more teams make the playoffs. You still get the buys yeah. for the top two seeds. So it's the same impact. I, I like it. I agree. I definitely agree on that. So, as we commented, Connor, at the beginning of the pod, uh, you're, you're riding solo on, on this, this edition. And so, we got to just have a couple questions about your, your famed partner in crime here. So, obviously, we all note the name change after years of Buffalo real estate, right? We've, uh, we've gotten up and moved to Tampa right after the, uh, the victory down in Tampa has the partnership change at all since the move to Tampa is the dynamic any different no. what's going on there i mean look pot took over the buffalo real estate market easily it wasn't <laughs> much of a competition so now he's going down to tampa you know he's starting to make his name down there um, no but it's it, it's good i think our dynamic has been and always will be very relaxed comical laid back in the sense you know i don't think we do that much research but like we're very competitive. We want to win. And that's what we're doing in the league. You know, like we want to be competitive at all fronts, but I'm not making this like a life or death situation. Um, I think that's what makes our dynamic so enjoyable and good. And, and every week we're not arguing about who's going to start, who are we sitting, you know, we kind of feel it out. And I think it's worked so far in the previous years. We're always pretty competitive, I think. And hopefully this year, our team's looking pretty good. Um, and Pot's always third been place. a good partner. Yeah, third place. Third place. But we're yeah. on, I think we're on the up and up right now. So uh, I know I've asked, I think I asked you and Pot this last year because I thought I asked it of every guest, but I'll ask again. Let's start with you and then maybe you can answer for Andrew. Is there a team who you get up for the most if you're playing them? Or is this like your, hey, this is the week we want to win? The most? I can't imagine it's Jackson and Abe, but I know that you might harbor some real some real contempt for them, but it could be, but do you, that's my dark horse. 
but do you have anybody who it's like, this is who I would like to beat? I always love beating Jeremy's team. Mm-hmm. Um, there you go. Fun. I always feel like Weissman's under the radar with things and beating him is always nice. So I think that team is always a good, a good duo to, uh, to put down. Um, I always feel like Jeremy's got something up his sleeve with whatever he's doing. He's always got that smirk if he's making a trade with him. So trying to stay away with the trades, but I, I do enjoy beating his team. I think that that's a fair one. And I would tell you that Jeremy's in my top two of people I would not want to trade with. I probably avoid trading with Jeremy oh. on the most consistent basis. Uh, at all costs. At all, at all costs. costs. hesitation. So, uh, and, and do you think, I know you don't necessarily want to speak for a partner. Do you think you have a good idea of who Andrews might be or is he not as vocal? Is there, is there a matchup he gets up for? Yeah, it's probably Rosen and Meshberg if I had to guess. That makes a lot of sense. And I figure, and I think he would, I think he would agree to that. Yeah. Do you have a guess? Who you who mine Who's your be? rival? I, I think you're, uh, I think Rosen and Mesh is probably up there. I would um, say so, just, but I, the. There's one individual who it's like, that's who I want to beat. We, we just lost to them, so it's kind of annoying. But anytime I have the chance to beat Berman, just, that's oh, what I yeah, get up yeah. for. So that would be my probably personal rival. I would say the next one would be the I just feel like, Yeah, no, I totally agree. I, I, you know, Berman's got the loud mouth. He's always chirping at everyone. So it's always nice beating him. But, you know, his partner's with Henry. And I feel like no one hates You can't hate on Henry. No, I, so, I like, agree. Like, I take no joy in beating Henry. I take no right, joy in beating like, Henry. Like, this is a one-person show just, here. Just, you just want to just be yeah. down. Totally get it. Totally agree. Yeah, no, totally absolutely. That. That's fine. Um, and then Mesha Rosen, yeah. And they, Rosen's just won too much. I'm kind of sick of it at this point. Um, but you yeah. got you to, you know, yeah. we, we need some new sheriffs in town. So we've had different winners now for like four or five years in a row. So I'm pretty happy with that. So, all right. Last couple topics. And I don't know if you did significant research and that's okay if you didn't right i know we were texting about it i know it's only been five weeks but anybody come to mind if i said to you were five weeks into the season fantasy mvps and i think of fantasy mvps as either like top guys who are just crushing it right and or the later picks or pickups who have already you know made a big impact on a team so I have a couple guys that come to mind interested to hear you. Maybe you didn't do any research also interested to hear if anybody in your mind kind of rises to the top without thinking about it too much. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, based, I mean, it's numbers. This guy's just kind of crushing it right now. And also was probably a late pick and or picked up. I don't even know if he was drafted in our league. I'm in a couple of leagues, so it's hard to keep track of who was drafted sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike Williams. Yep. Has just been, on an absolute tear and I, I don't, was he drafted or was he picked up in our league? I wanted to say that he was drafted late by them, but I'm going to confirm that for you right now. But I knew that he was late. Um, I got him late in my other league. Um, and he is just, he was a last insane. round pick the 13th round. He is the third to last That's pick crazy. in our draft. Like who has him? I don't, think uh, I don't even know. Who. Uh, Jackson and Abe. Keeper. The best keeper we've ever seen. I mean, a number one <laughs> keeper, right? As good of a keeper as you could possibly get. That's the dream. It's, it's insane. I mean, the guy is the number one wide receiver right now. He's putting up crazy numbers. And Justin Herbert just throwing the ball a million times a game. So it's just exciting. I mean, 
I see it, you know, we see it all the time. The guy just puts up crazy numbers. Who else? Um, uh, who's on? I mean, the guys who I think are everyone expecting to do great is doing great. I mean, Tom Brady out of nowhere is the second highest scoring in the league. Guy's 45 years old. Which it's, is unbelievable. it's unbelievable. It's uh, unbelievable. And he's an 11 I mean, point week and he's still somehow doing that. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll give you a couple. I'll give you a couple. All right. So I'll give you the only one that's on our team. And granted, he had a bad last week, but Sam Darnold undrafted with uh, four straight weeks of 20 points or more at the quarterback position yeah, he, in, a, in a three QB, in a two QB league. Kind of screwed you guys last week, huh? Uh, luckily, Tannehill, it's thank God if we had played Tannehill, we still would have lost because that's the worst. Right. So he played poorly, but we needed more than that. Then I'll tell you, I have a name that I didn't actually know was doing this well. Did you know that Debo Samuel is like the fifth highest scoring wide receiver in fantasy? Couldn't I have told you that. Didn't didn't know that. Couldn't have told you that. Isn't, and I can tell you I that Debo Naj- Najee Harris is having a great year, isn't he? Yeah, Debo was drafted in the like, ninth like, round, so that's pretty good. That's crazy. That and then the last one, although he's a little less, is the tenth best. Of, Oh, you have these, you have three right here that are great. First of all, your guy, Cordero Patterson, Connor, on your own team. But I guess he, you probably didn't start him until really like this week. We missed out on him on his 30 point week. We missed it. Like, so, yes, I would agree if we had slotted him in, but our team is just too good and has too much yeah, depth. Yeah, it would be that going forward. Didn't, didn't, didn't play him, you know? The one guy who I have in another league who's awesome and he had his first down week last week, but still to me has been an MVP so far, is DJ Moore on the Panthers. That dude's awesome. I don't even. He's like one of those guys I've never liked, and I had. To well, draft I think it also goes league. hand in hand with Darnold's Darnold. performance. You know. Yeah, you're right. So you're like, right, those two are tied together. I, but I, I agree. I, I think because of Darnold's gameplay, dude, Jackson and Abe have DJ Moore, Mike Williams, and Jamar Chase, and they have Derrick Henry. All- those guys are three of the top ten. Right? They have Derrick Henry. <laughs> they have the most points in the league. By, I'm like putting and this they're all in like seventh place right now. But yeah, like, they're, they're two and three, three, and they have ninety more points than everyone else in the league. I noticed it, that. they're literally Stamina and Mitch. They have stolen from Stamina and Mitch, who, by the way, comically have the second most points against. So it's oh no, third Swirlies actually. But Jackson and Abe, that is a tough spot to be in. Seven hundred and seventy like, points, and you're two and three. I think that especially this year where. Defense and kickers, I obviously have no effect that the points will start to translate more to the victories more so than other seasons, I think. I agree. There's so because much you just, less you just volatility. Have we, we just have so many more starters. There's so many more players that are actually involved that it, it's got to have that much more of an impact. How nice is it not watching that, like, Green Bay game with Mason Crosby and having either having him on your team or being against him and, like, living? Yeah. Like, it's just, like, so nice to not have that experience. Yeah, you're freaking out every time he gets behind the ball. And great, you know, he, he would have gotten you extra points with the end last field goal. But he, I mean, that game itself was just so insane. That was wild. That was so fun. Yeah, I mean, these NFL games this year have been great. Um, I think our season is, our league at least, is I think at its prime. At its, hopefully not its peak, but it's at its prime. Well, I think the league's at its peak. I think this interview's at its peak, and I like to end things when they're at their peak. So, Connor, I'll give you any final words or thoughts uh, about the league, about the pod, about your team, 
right, for the rest of the season for all of uh, the rest of the league listening to this? Love the pod. Love the league. I think our, you know, years of doing this is, uh, is awesome. I think the podcast is just an additional juice that keeps everyone engaged throughout the week. If, you know, you just need a little downtime, you just listen to you, crack some jokes to yourself. I think it's great. Thank you. Um, I'm always happy to join the podcast. I like talking, so why not? Um, and I, I got a question for you, Jake. All right, hit me with um, it. We're not done. Just when you think we're you've done. You've been the commissioner for a while. If you were to pass on the torch to someone, who would you want to pass the torch to? Why? And who would you not want to pass the torch to? Like the last person you'd want running the league. Really interesting question. Um, I hate to give the most obvious answer to the latter question, but it fits with my earlier. I would, I would never give it to David. <laughs> like, it's just like, I would never want to give anything that I hold dearly or feel good about to him. And I would never I'm want gonna... him to have any sort of authority or like decision-making responsibility. I would never. Well, he would just abuse he... his power. Exactly. I would never think that he was acting in the best interest of the league. Um, For sure. It would be the so, most biased league in the entire world. Right. So if we really think about it right, of the 20, I wouldn't want, you know, you, you got to exclude Mesh, Rosen, and Ako as former commissioners, right? It's like they're not coming back, and I, and I probably don't want them to. Um, I'm just going to go through everybody. I'm not giving it to Justin, who is, right, like, I don't think knows how to use a cell phone. Well, yeah, right? I, mean, I don't think you know, he has an iPhone yet or not. So. I don't think Jackson or Abe would know how to contact most members of the league, so they're <laughs> out. Um. Jay and Brent. So now, we're, so, now we're just, so now we're just going through the league and just roasting people. Is that what yeah. this came to? <laughs> Jay and Brent would be, would, would, honestly, they'd both be kind of fair about it. I just don't know if like they would want to run the league. They don't strike me as people. They, they seem very much happy to be kind of on the outside. I think that I won't go there, everybody. I think if I thought about it, it would be between three people. If I really thought about giving it to people, it would be Weissman. It would be yourself. Mm-hmm. And then, I know everybody's going to probably Robbie as just people who I think would like take the role seriously. Right. Or now probably overly biased. Um, so I think that any of you guys would do a good job. I kind of love doing it. If people were unhappy with me, I, I would happily step down. If people were unhappy. I don't think we've ever me. had like any, any issues, which I think is great. I think we do a good job of like the surveys that you put out. You know, I think we, we have a good democratic relationship in the league all underneath you which is i think it runs pretty smoothly as well yeah i also think it gets easier when you get older people like are not going to be as fiery about things like this right i think i think (laughs) i don't know if i would have survived the dark days of like eighth ninth or tenth grade in this role i think i probably like this was the only thing we cared about (laughs) connor i have gone back on both fantasy baseball and fantasy football and looked at some of the old message boards that I recommend nothing. I have said it before on this. I could recommend nothing to everyone in this group than going back in your Yahoo history, picking any of our leagues from like 2009 and just diving in to these message boards. I mean, it is unbelievable it's, that we have friends. It's actually really funny like, that you said that. Met girls. I, I was looking at my message board just randomly, I think because like I was on the Yahoo app on my phone. And it was like from 2010, like our basketball league. And all it said was like Dan, and I have no idea who. It could have been like anyone. We have a lot of friends named Dan, Danny, whatever. And it just wrote, "You suck, you asshole." And that was it. And I was like, "What is going on? Like, what did I do?" That is unbelievable. That's what I'm saying. It, it's 
there was shit talking. There was, if a trade happened, it was an essay to deal with. There was, I don't know if you remember this. I think it was fantasy baseball. And I don't know if you did that. There was a famed Connor nightmare of, there was like the ability to do smack talk. And people yeah, yeah, would, yeah. in the smack talk, they would signify to their partner, look in the notes feature to see the notes I on the team. I remember that because that was the only thing that you can see on it, right? Yeah, so it would be like, like notes. That was the and then there was a fight about people putting notes. It's like, this <laughs> is, and like we took, this is what we legitimately spent our time on. It makes me like really, this is going to get meta, like having a kid and then like they're going to be 12. And I'm going to be like, oh, they're great. But then they're also fucking idiots who are like fighting yeah. over notes and Cliff Lee trades. Well, that, and, that was us. Assigning home field advantage in fantasy football, you idiot, Rosen. Lost a championship on that. Even an extra two points for that. <laughs> Lost a championship on that. Yeah, you'll never yeah. let that one go. Absolute nightmare. Well, my only other championship then came with Rosen, so he made up for it. Akko and I are uh, 0-2 in championships. So uh, have you ever made one and lost, or are you just 1-0? No, we uh, we got second place, like, three out of the last five years oh you bet so you made it a few times and just yeah we just screwed up in the finals i mean I, we we're getting there our, our team is there you know they just kind of choke under pressure so we got to talk to the guys i think this year we could have the talk i think this is the year you could have the talk but listen connor this has been awesome uh really really appreciate it Love that you came on. Other people would love for you to come on. And Connor, if there, especially if there's limited interest, but it's also a long season, we'll absolutely bring you back on, check back in, absolutely. go through the topics. Absolutely love this. Maybe you don't have to be walking then, right? Make your life. Yeah, I mean, easier, I think I've circled the same block four times in a row now in Greenpoint. So, you know, I've got this area on lockdown right now. Good. Yeah, you <laughs> send me directions next time. But Connor, one member of Tampa Real Estate, coming off your 180-point win. Thanks for being here, and we'll uh, talk next time. Thank you, buddy. Later. All right. See ya.